Welcome to this edition of the FWC Podcast. In this podcast series, we're interviewing students and staff and members of the community, special friends of the school who can talk about three topics that are important to us, and that's faith, service, and leadership. In our vision at Fort Worth Christian, we want to empower every student for a lifetime of faith, service, and leadership for Christ. In previous episodes, we've had the opportunity to interview head varsity baseball coach Clemente Sosa, as well as the director of our theater arts program, Marsha Bordelon. Today, rather than sitting in the interviewer's chair, I get to pass that baton on to a brand new Fort Worth Christian junior, Julian Sanchez. Julian and I got together and had a conversation about his role that he could play in this, and I'm excited for you to hear him. He's a great interviewer. Uh, he really warms up to this role really fast, and the questions that he gets to ask our guest are really good. Uh, I can tell you I gave him about three of the questions, and he took it from there. And most of the questions that he asked are spontaneous and very much just an example that he is listening to our special guest and then asking his own questions. And so I think you can be impressed by uh, this junior at Fort Worth Christian and his ability to, to lead this uh, podcast. Now, our special guest is someone that is a dear friend of the school, and that is the mayor of North Richland Hills, Mr. Oscar Trevino. Uh, Mr. Trevino has visited our campus on numerous occasions and was just here recently to meet our new head of school, Dr. Misty Overman. And so we had an opportunity to just visit about that, but we had pre recorded already, and he was so impressed with Julian and the job that he did. And uh, I think you'll enjoy the interview. They're going to talk a lot about faith and religion as it relates to both of them and both of their stories, but also talk about the role of religion in a community, being a mayor of a community. I think you'll find his answers uh, intriguing and fascinating as well. He's going to talk a lot about service as it relates to Fort Worth Christian. He's been a mayor for almost 20 years, and he's seen the impact that Fort Worth Christian students have made in the area of service in our local community. As well, leadership is a topic that obviously uh, Mayor Trevino knows a lot about, and he shares some great uh, sage advice with Julian. So I welcome you to sit back and enjoy this interview with Fort Worth Christian Junior Julian Sanchez and the Honorable Mayor Oscar Trevino of North Richland Hills. Mr. Mayor Trevino, uh, nice to meet you. I'm uh, Julian Sanchez of Fort Worth Christian Cardinals Podcast. We put Really appreciate you being here. It's a great opportunity for the both of us to talk and getting to know about you as a mayor. Uh, I understand that, you know, you've been a mayor for longer than I've actually been alive since 2002. Uh, but, you know, I have to take it back. You were born and raised in San Antonio. Is that true? That's correct. Yes. yes. And of what nationality are you? Mexican-American. My, my, um, it's really interesting on my grandmother's side, yes, um, and I don't know how many generations ago, they lived in um, they lived in Mexico, but north of the Rio Grande. Oh, and there okay. for a short period of time, I think it was called the, the Valley of the Rio Grande or some, some different name yes, uh, when Texas was a, a sovereign nation. And then when the border got moved to uh, the Rio Grande, my whatever he was, great-great-great-grandfather uh, was offered land in exchange for that in Mexico. And he said, no, I'm going to kind of stay here and see how this turns out. So he was actually in Texas before Texas was a state. 
And, okay. um, and so my, my mom and dad are both uh, uh, from Laredo and myself and, and brothers and sisters were actually born all around Texas. Um, I've got a sister born in uh, San Angelo, one in Austin, another uh-huh. one in Laredo, another one in San Antonio. Uh, but we were originally from uh, the San Antonio area. Personally, on my side of things, I'm actually new to Texas. I moved to Texas around three years ago. And, uh, you know, I've liked it ever since. But when it comes to Hispanic uh, heritage, I have a lot of it running through me. But I'm actually kind of a mix. Both of my grandparents on my dad's side, my grandfather was born in uh, Mexico, Michoacan. And my grandmother was born in Puerto Rico. And then on my mom's side of things, my grandfather was born in Nicaragua. And my uh, grandmother was born in Portugal. So, like, I'm really just a big mix of it. But, you know, it's, it's nice because I like all the different cultures whenever we come together as family. But where, uh, where did you move from? I moved from Ontario, California. It's around, it's like a 45-minute drive from L.A. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. How do you pick, uh, how do you pick this area? Uh, so my dad actually had a job offer to be a sales manager for T-Mobile in uh, Frisco, Texas. And when we moved over here, uh, currently I live, you know, in the Argyle Flyer Mount area. And the reason why is because uh, we are, you know, a big part of like uh, our family is, you know, we have a big Baptist background, Christian. And so we were, you know, in the area looking for churches and things like that. And, you know, when it comes to religion, you, you probably understand that it's just not every church you're not just going to feel at home with. And so we were looking around the Frisco area. You know, we did some searching throughout the cities and then we finally found our home or like the church that we felt at home with in uh, Flower Mount. So when people move in, that's what they look for. They look for a church or a school. They look yeah. at the backgrounds and then they, they, they plant there and then decide from that point uh, how their life's going to, what direction their life's going to lead them. What direction, yes, sir. Speaking on religion, uh, can you uh, explain how your faith uh, and your faith in God and how, you know, your Christian background, everything like that, how it has affected your leadership skills and about your like servant leadership as a mayor for uh, North Richland Hills? When you when you get into into faith um, and you look at our community, it's very strongly centered on uh, faith-based uh, positions. If you sure. drive up and down Davis, you'll find the Methodist Church and the Baptist Church. Uh, you'll find Church of Christ. Um, um, we've got the largest, one of the largest Catholic churches in the area at St. John's uh, with St. Elizabeth Seton in um, uh, just north of NRH and Keller. Uh, you have another large Catholic church. Uh, the Hills Church of Christ is is one of the biggest churches of Christ in the area. And then we have uh, Legacy Church of Christ close by also. And then we can't forget uh, uh, North Richmond Hills Baptist Church. Uh, we've got, and, and like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a faith-based um, organization. Uh, the city, although there is separation of church and state, we rely sure. very heavily on our faith-based community to help us fill in the gap where the city can't provide something, there's some things we can't do with uh, with taxpayer money. However, we can refer them to our faith-based community for help. 
whether it's the community of Richmond Center, uh, uh, you know, there, there's just so many different avenues that we can we can ask for for people to to help us. Uh, the Catholic charities. In fact, we had a, a long conversation this morning uh, through Father Jack and, and the Catholic charities, yes, where they're telling us about uh, about what they can do to help. But when you really get down to it, a servant's heart. And you look at Jesus, um, he had a servant's heart. And yes, most definitely. he gave and continued to give. And, and uh, you'll see that, that a lot of our council, uh, where, we don't, where we don't talk religion, we kind of live it. Uh, you want to uh, treat people fairly. Uh, you want to uh, turn the other cheek. You want to uh, you, you be able to to leave people with a comforting feeling. Uh, even when you say no to some things, you can say it without being a jerk. Um, yes, and so, uh, like I say, that, that's what our community is. And that's what I think people look for in, uh, in a leader, is somebody that's gonna be, um, have a servant's heart, but, but be, um, uh, be honest, be straightforward, uh, and and um, treat people with respect. Yes, sir. Okay. And I understand that, you know, when it comes to things like politics and things of that sort, although there is like, you know, a very religious like background to it all. I mean, our country was founded on the words and God we trust. And with that being said, you know, there is a lot of, you know, freedom of religion so we respect all types of other religions and things of that sort and so you know being in the leadership that you have although I respect that you don't actually you know showing the gospel isn't more about you know preaching it but I feel like a good one of the greatest ways to show the gospel is like Jesus did with a servant heart and just by going out there and you know showing the way how God you know affects us and how God can can affect somebody if they allow them into their lives just by you could just show everyone that just by you know the way you act and the servant heart that you know you have and so speaking on that a public servant uh is usually someone that is praised and you know someone that a lot of people you know you know uh look up to and things of that sort but at the same time a politician is like someone that a lot of people disregard but at the same time um a lot of politicians, you know, are actually public servants themselves. And so in what ways do you, as, you know, being both a politician and a public servant, in which ways do you show that servant heart and servant leadership towards your community of North Richland Hills? Again, um, years ago, not in, in uh, I guess it was 2016, um, I wanted to, we were building a new city hall yes, and I wanted to put in God We Trust in the building somewhere and not to flaunt it, not in the council chambers, but to put it somewhere in the building, um, basically to, to thank God for what we have and uh, to, to thank him for letting us be a blessed community. And of course there's pushback because of freedom of religion. And um, uh, we gave a, uh, an award to, to somebody that came into the council chambers and felt that we were picking on them because we asked everybody to stand for a prayer. And so um, 
there was a lawsuit threatened that we'd have to stop our prayers. Uh, at that point, we were we were allowing only the uh, we were allowing the local preachers to come in at a council meeting and leave the council meeting with uh, with a prayer. And we with the lawsuit, uh, we decided that and and this guy wanted to to say some prayers and but he was an atheist, so how do you how do you pray as an atheist? Um, so we changed our rules where you pray, you have to be a council member to say the prayer. And um, then we got, got in the lawsuit. Um, we ended up, uh, or, or threatened the lawsuit. We ended up putting In God We Trust right outside my office, uh, right outside as the city manager's staff comes in, they walk by and see In God We Trust on the building. But we had to do it through a declaration. We had to actually take action uh, by the by the city council to allow In God We Trust be put on the wall, which I thought was kind of a strange deal. Um, but we did it, and um, at the at the groundbreaking or at the ribbon cutting, uh, we had some some angry folks out there protesting because we had that on the building. Um, we still say a prayer. Uh, we we uh, we say a prayer, ask for guidance, and um, we open the prayer a little different than we did in the past. And pastor just says, uh, "We're going to say a prayer. Please stand." Now we're saying, "Please stand as you choose." And so if they're if they don't want to pray, they don't have to pray, but they don't have the right to interrupt us while we say a prayer. And Leading, leading with God in your heart is just, is just you know, it's, it's back to doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Uh, you've just got to, you've got to get out there and, and, and you don't have to say word one about God. You have to have them in your heart. And yes, when sir. you have them in your heart, people know you have them in your heart. Um, they'll come out, we do the National Day of Prayer. We don't do it in City Hall. We do it outside City Hall. Uh, we have all the local churches participate. Um, we'll, I'll say a prayer for for the city. Uh, uh, we'll say a prayer for veterans. We'll say a prayer for our police. And different people will say different prayers. But it's just what you do. And 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 Julian, you don't have to you don't have to browbeat anybody with it. They'll see it in you. They'll they'll see how you act. And and again, it's how you treat people. How you treat somebody that has a different opinion than you um, to hear them out, listen to them. And like I say, you may not do what they want um, for whatever reason it might be, but as long as you treat them with the respect and let them voice their position, uh, you're doing the right thing. And I get that because, uh, you know, I came from California and I also went to a private school over there and I've been to multiple or two different private schools ever since I've been to uh, Texas. And I realized that a lot of things that they like to emphasize is the study of different religions and different like cultures in those religions. And a good part of that is, you know, obviously having a full faith in like your religion and, you know, not having any doubts about like what you believe is, is a great thing to have. But you also want to understand what, you know, other religions, like what, what they believe in and what, what they actually, you know, who they look up to and in what form they do that and what form they praise them. And so I think it's great that, you know, 
the country that we live in, you know, they, we accept, we learn to understand and we learn to become, you know, you, you don't want to force your faith on anybody else because, you know, you, you, that's something that religion is not something that can like be forced into someone. If, if they, if some, if they're going to fall, if anyone's going to follow religion, it's simply going to be because they, you know, they ended up feeling that faith inside of them. And so I think it's great that, you know, that faith is shown not by only speaking on it too much, but I think it's great to the extent that you're showing that outwardly and, you know, cause you, you, you could talk about, you know, what, what great things like God does and like the great person that Jesus is. But if you're not living that Christian life and if you're not showing what Jesus has done for everybody, and if you're not showing his like servant heart, you can't speak on his servant heart and not show it yourself. I mean, the goal of almost all Christians is to become Christ-like. And so I think one of the things that is great is showing. Like I say, you can drive around. You, you, can, you can find a church in every third corner um, because that's who we are. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what uh, founded this area. And, and you don't hear a lot of uh, religious debates People are happy. They're they're always on on next door and Facebook asking where what church do you go to? Where do I go? Um, you're seeing younger people, uh, uh, younger parents being involved in their church, and uh, they I, I get I get emails regularly from our faith based community saying where do we need the help? Where can we where can we put our put our help? Where it's grace, where it's a life church, you name it. They all want to to provide that that uh, that help to the community. Look at Fort Worth Christian and what they've done for the city uh, through landscaping projects, through park renovations, things of that nature. Uh, we do a, 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 a fix it blitz where we actually have Sundays, which is a church without walls, where a church will um, uh, adopt a street. And they'll go into that street and clean up houses of, of people that are elderly, that are uh, disabled, that can't do it themselves. And they'll pick five or six ho- uh, houses to fix. And so that might be the Baptist church. And the church across will pick the next street. And they'll have a competition to see which one does the most houses. Mm-hmm. And they'll do it on a Saturday and Sunday. And that's their, that's their, that's their faith day. Uh, Great. Like that make a lot of difference. The busloads of kids in the past from Fort Worth Christian that went out to the park and helped uh, uh, clean up clean up a section of the park. Those are huge things, and and it's not, you know, it's not we're God's crusade, crusaders. It's we're a religious group that want to give back. Yes, sir. And, and that in itself sells who you are and why you're doing it. And I get that because you know, even though. A lot of people might look at, you know, they're doing small things by helping, you know, just maybe a street or two in that community. But, you know, it's the little things that really go the big way. And, you know, the way that, you know, even the students at Fort Worth Christian might have gone and just picked up a couple, you know, things of trash here and there. You know, someone in that community might look at that, appreciate that and take into consideration, you know, looking into a church or things of that sort. And so that's yeah, great. Um, speaking on Hispanic Heritage Month. 
is there any way that, you know, moving forward, you and, you know, the board of council and, you know, everyone in North Richland Hills, that you guys are looking to, you know, show more appreciation towards like Hispanic communities or anything of that sort? You know, um, we, we, we really don't even address ethnicity in, in the program. Um, okay. and, and, and the reason we don't is everybody contributes and everybody has contributed to make us who we are today. Um, okay. and, and I understand this is Hispanic Heritage Month, but if you're fair all the way across, uh, it, it says a lot. Now you, you look at our city, we're, we're 80% Caucasian. Uh, there's not a there's not a barrio. There's not a, a a neighborhood that is all Hispanic. There may be more concentrations of Hispanics in uh, one apartment complex or one neighborhood, but for the most part, it's pretty much disseminated throughout the mm-hmm. throughout the city. And uh, it's it's and, and the same thing with the African Americans, uh, the Asian Americans. Uh, they're disseminated throughout the neighborhood. We don't have a, a black neighborhood or a brown neighborhood or a white neighborhood. And so uh, we're seeing some differences. We're seeing some, uh, some more uh, culturally diverse neighborhoods, but there's still, there's still good mixes. Um, but you can look at the elementary schools and see the changes in our demo- demographics. And you can tell it by the kids that are, that are in the, in the elementary school. But we've never, and, and myself, and Councilman Tito Rodriguez, uh, two Hispanics on the council in a community that's 80% white, is pretty interesting. But I don't think we're looked at as Hispanics, we're looking, looked at as members of the community. Yes, and uh, so we, now I'm a member, my company's a member of the Fort Worth Hispanic Chamber, uh, uh, we participate in Hispanic events, but we don't we don't push or ask for any different different treatment or any different uh, uh, regards to whatever our heritage is. I think that you know I think that's something that's great and beautiful is looking past you know any type of skin color or the cultural differences that all of us might have. But when it comes to a community, I think it's the greatest thing is when you have those, it's, it's actually a great thing to have those cultural differences, but all, you know, come in and, you know, come together with fellowship and things of that sort and just, you know, being together, not really like discriminating each other for any type of differences that you may have. You know, it's the great, one of the greatest problems with, you know, when the thing comes to things like racism and stuff like that, it's just not being understanding is being, you know, arrogant is simply is just once you, once you start to step back and understand different culture, then it's actually, it's a great thing. I mean, personally myself, we, we, uh, when I was, when I was in California, my, uh, family, we were given an opportunity by our church to take care of two different foreign exchange students, one from New York, who is born and raised for a couple of years in Dominican and then and Dominican Republic and then another one who was actually born and raised in China and so you know me being a little kid you know I just like 
wasn't you know used to people like of like that. I went to a church that was he was around ninety five percent Hispanic and things like that. So you know an African American and then a, a person straight from China just came to my house and you know ever since then you know I started to understand the different cultures and things like that. And once you once you really like look at it as a learning perspective on you know different cult like different ethnicities and the cultures behind them, it's it's really like a beautiful thing. It's not, I don't think it's that great. If you, if you just, I mean, obviously you could, res, you could respect them and, you know, not try to get involved with them, but I think it's a great thing as, you know, communities and people to actually get involved with those different types of cultures and be understanding of them and things of that sort. I mean, it's about when you talk about assimilation, uh, when your neighbor's African-American or your neighbor's Hispanic, and you don't know anything about the culture, you start learning about the culture and you realize there's not any difference. Okay, so um, why why would you think that a Hispanic family or an African-American family would want to move into North Richmond Hills? And I've been asked that question about the press. And so I said, well, let's see, good schools, safe community, uh, feeling secure. But that's what anybody wants. They want a good place to raise their kids. So... Yes, what, what's wrong with it? And so the reporter said, well, that, I guess I asked a dumb question, so you gave me a dumb answer. I said, I think you had, gave me a dumb question, but I don't think I gave you a dumb answer. I think that's what it is. It's, that's, what those, it, that's what those folks, that's what any folk is looking for is, is safety and security. How do I feel comfortable? Do I have good schools for my kids? Can my kid go out in the neighborhood and play without feeling threatened or in fear? Speaking on, you know, the leadership that you hold, you know, being the mayor for around 18 years, uh, is there any life lessons or any things about leadership that you could give to me or anyone who's like a junior in high school and is in the same position that I am in? Yeah, uh, don't get mad. Don't get, when, when, when people are angry, they say things they wish they, they hadn't. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody comes at you about, an issue that's up, uh, and, and we've learned it and we've done it, is uh, talk about the issue. On our city council, myself and seven council members, and we don't, we respect the individual for serving on the council, for giving of their time, and we vote the issue. We talk about the issue. We don't vote against a person, and we don't vote against uh, a, a previous action that was taken that ticked us off over one way or another, uh, you vote that issue on hand. Because it's not fair to whoever's presenting that issue to vote against them because you're mad at a certain council member for something they did uh, three meetings ago. Uh, so yes, we've sir. gotten to a point that you don't, don't try not to get angry, think about the issue at hand and don't be attacking somebody else because they have a different point of view. Yes, sir. Try not to, to hold a grudge, yes. Yeah, don't hold a grudge. Uh, and, and, and respect the person that you're sitting next to. You don't know what their life, uh, what, what their life has led them to. You don't know what life lessons they got to get to this point. So don't berate them. Listen to them and, and try to do the best you can based on what the issue at hand is. Yes, sir. I get that because, you know, life would be great if we all had, you know, our own view on everything like that. But at the end of the day, we're all going to have our different views. And, you know, you know, there's always going to be someone who may not 
look at something the same way you do. And, you know, once you start, you, you don't really exactly have to, like, agree with everybody. You're, you, it's actually good to be independent and have your own, ca- like, causes and reasons for believing in what you believe. But, you know, once you start to, you know, just hate on someone or just, you know, show, you know, malice towards others for just just for having a different view on you then you're not really achieving anything i feel i feel like we should you know not not only understand other people's you know beliefs or like what 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 their views are but maybe a part a part of leadership is just being understanding and just you know getting through it and you know because we all come from different backgrounds and those different backgrounds led us to having different lives and those different lives led us to having different opinions and things. So I gave you two years and one now. And exactly. there's a reason you did. So you, you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. And that way you can hear what that other person's opinion is and you can listen to it. And, and uh, as uh, you know, civility has kind of lost its place. Uh, in, in politics, but you also have to be civil to people that come uh, before the city council because what you do is you represent all the citizens in that, uh, and, and your responses from all the citizens, not just yourself. And so you've got to respect what authority you've been given by the citizens of the city. I appreciate your time and uh, your patience with me. It's my first time interviewing someone, so never it'd be great. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. So I got to ask you, I got a question for you. How do you like Fort Okay, Worth? go ahead. Oh, I love it. I mean, when I first came, I'm three, this is my, wait, this is my fourth new school in the past four years. And wow. so, you know, although none of us enjoy change the most, you know, it's just, I had to understand that, you know, it's, it's going to come. And even though I might be losing friends from old school, they're still, I mean, they're still going to be around at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the people that you lose as friends, they, if, if they're not willing to stick through it from the distance, then maybe they weren't even like the greatest friends for me. And so I've kept those that are, you know, good friends and good people for me and, you know, had to cut some off, but, you know, coming to Fort Worth Christian, you know, I love the way that the education is centered around, you know, Christ and things of that sort. I like the Bible class that we have. I think I think it's great that it's required for every graduating student to have at least I think it's around two years of Bible um, of Bible class. And I like the fact that you know in our Bible class we don't only cover those topics, but we actually like get into the depth of them and we both we we try to understand how. Well, right now I'm in an Old Testament class, and I like how. Uh, my teacher, Mr. Fozzie, shout out real quick, uh, how he, we all like to understand the reason that, you know, these laws of the Old Testament and the tabernacles and why, why they were in place and about like the order that they create and things of that sort. So That's pretty good. That is good. And, and you have open discussions. That's so valuable because then again, you, you hear people's opinions of, and, and you got to put yourself back in that time. Exactly. You got to, you, you really do. You, You've got to look back, uh, you know, at the, uh, what, what were their problems at that time? What were they, what were their laws? And, and if you'll think of the tyranny that was going on, uh, and it, it, it was, uh, well, just, just what happened to Jesus Christ. It, it, it's uh, a, tyrannical, a tyrannical government. And, and 
he, he faced them down, basically. Uh, so it, it's, it's, an, it's a very interesting subject, but if you don't have a discussion and you're just reading it or you're just having somebody um, lecture you on it, that doesn't help you learn. It really doesn't, yeah. I think it's great how, you know, we all, we, we, we look at the way and the different cultures and we, we actually like get really into depth about like the certain Jewish holidays and things mm-hmm. of that sort or the creation narratives and all that. It's all, you know, we get deep into it. That's but, good. you know, at the end of the day, it's the different, even though a lot of things have definitely things have a lot of, a lot of things about our culture and things of that sort have changed since then technology, especially and things of that. I mean, we, the moral values and, you know, the moral laws, I mean, they, they can still be hold to this day. Not a lot has changed about that since then, you know? Yeah. Yep. Thank you for the, thank, thank you for the interview. Thank you for all the answers and everything. And I love your background. I thought you did good. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you for your time very much. Well, I know you enjoyed that interview with Julian Sanchez, a junior at Fort Worth Christian, and the Honorable Mayor Trevino of North Richland Hills. Thank you to both of those men for stepping up and giving us an insight into faith, service, and leadership for Christ. Look forward to having you back on the next episode of the FWC Podcast.